Hello, this is your host, Matt speaking, and as always, thank you for listening. This recording that you're about to hear was done the same time as the previous Matt and Chris recording was done, which was a Sunday in February, the day of the Daytona 500, and Chris lives in the Daytona area, so you'll hear some references uh, to that race if you are wondering what some vague talking was about. I awful. I also reference his backyard and how nice it looks because we record these over Zoom and we have the visual, so don't get thrown off by that. In this episode, you'll find us talking about uh, some various things, music, and I found myself actually chuckling a couple times listening back on all of this. And... We also touch upon one little controversial local thing that happened uh, that many of you, I'm sure, will be vocal about. As uh, always, you can find me on Twitter, WickedAwesome at Matt3571, BrotherWicked on Instagram. Many of you are friends with me on the face thing. If you know me in real life, you can hit me up there as well. I hope you enjoy listening, and take care, everyone. After going to uh, Hannaford, where they were playing Journey on the speaker. <laughs> they saw you pull up. The I think they do. Like, Here comes Littlefield. Put it on. Put it on. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, not that there's good Journey. Oh, there's I mean, the to, me, to me, there's bad Journey. Oh, look at that back. Yeah. Holy. No, I was trying to get the Jets in frame. Can you hear them? The yep. Jets just went over the track. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Because... Uh, just down the road, uh, a lot of white people are going to be uh, racing vehicles. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. For what? <laughs> she got frustrated. She's like, <laughs> she goes, "You're not listening." Like, You're not listening to I'm me. In, I'm in the middle of a show here. I'm in the middle of a show. <laughs> I'm not a big chef, but she's like, a lot of things are like sixteen, sixty-four, ninety-nine, and I have no idea what she's saying. She goes like this. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> 1649 <laughs> yeah she's looking to buy something online uh, i think yeah so anyway yeah so they're playing journey it's it, okay and there's bad journey and then there's god awful freaking horrible journey right this was uh, like journey late in their career late in the steve perry genre you know late 80s i'll be all right without you there'll be someone else <laughs> I keep telling myself. Oh my God. You know a lot about that. I don't even remember that song. <laughs> oh, you you would if you heard it. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So I'm listening to that. I do a little video. I put it on the face thing. People laugh and make their comments, whatever. And they they five, I mean, most of the comments are don't stop believing, Matt. Don't stop believing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on, people. 
you got to come up with something a little it's bit not, more original than that. It's but, not the first time you've heard that in 30 years. Exactly. But it's all right. I love you all. And then, geez, immediately after they played Phil Collins, take, take me home because I don't remember. It's like, oh, my God, at that point, I nearly ran out of that freaking place. It's hard to stomach some of his stuff. The one I hear on the radio a lot because I listen to this older uh, little 80 station or whatever is uh, the one he did with the other Phil. Oh, easy love. Oh, I cannot stomach it anymore. I cannot take it. It's it's so awful. It's terrible. You know what, though? Well, that song, it has kind of a cool backbeat to it. Yeah. So with a couple little twitches, get those two the hell out of there and add like some really ballsy, uh, like hailstorm female singer just to freaking belt it. Damn, you'd have something right there. You're right, because it's probably not the song. It's I just I think those two, I think the combo, it grates on me when I hear it. It's like nails on a chalkboard. That's it. I'm co- whatever the lead singer's name is for Hailstorm, which again is causing people Lizzie. to go shout out that name to the Lizzie. It's never going to cease to be funny. Her, her name's Lizzie Hale, isn't it? Is it Lizzie Hale? We'll go. But I think she spells it. There's no I or something. It's like L Z Z Y, like something. Look it up. Don't you have your weird, huh? Don't you have your looky uppy thing? Yeah, it's called a phone. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) remember when we used them and they were actually like for phone calls? Yeah, I remember that. That percentage is like real low. Like mine, anybody's phone now is barely used for phone calls. Yeah. I lived at a time where I can create a meme of a rotary phone that says, I'm old enough to have used one of these. You know what mine has always been? If What's when that? I was in high school and a girl gave me her number and if there was a zero in it, I was like, no, you're out. I'm not going to call that. It just takes too long. A yeah, zero or not. You have to go all the way around. <laughs> yeah, it <takes laughs> a lot if it was a zero or a nine, I was... I was like, I, you're probably not going to get a call. Yeah. It's got to so be that like, was like that was like, you got to be really, really hot for me to dial a zero. If I have to hit that zero and then you're just standing there by the phone like this, just waiting for the thing to come back <laughs> with the party line, you pick it up and it'd be a party line. Somebody be like, like Gavin. Yeah, exactly. Part. Yeah, we had a party line when we first moved to the town of Canucks. Yeah, uh, we did, too. We was up in Montville or Thorndike. We were in Montville, the Montville house on 220. Yeah, up top of the, top of the hill from Melanson's. Yeah, we're talking about. I was talking about Melanson's just a week ago. That's funny. Liz, uh, Lizzie Hale, and yeah, and her first name is spelled L Z Z Y. See how she did that? Right. Yeah, the vowel in there. So Lizzie Brilliant. Hale. Okay, so somehow, hey, you're the, like you've like rubbed elbows with like celebrities. I bet you could get in touch with her. Get in touch with Lizzie uh, Hale. Hale. To try to redo Easy Lover? To try to do Easy Lover. We'll get a freaking wicked backbeat going. I'll I could get a hold of her. I pretty much, I bet I could get a hold of her. I've gotten a hold of just about every musician or celebrity that I've wanted to get a hold of personally. Like I've gotten through all the channels. I've learned the tricks to actually get emails or talk to them. And I've surprisingly a lot of them. I bet I can get this to happen. I mean, it might be one of these things that she records the video and she's just doing it because a couple old guys from Maine are That'd be cool. suggesting it. And then she would like put it up on YouTube. I, I, I think we can make this happen. 
I think we, we could. She is, has that voice. We could. We, we should try that. Let's see Absolutely. if we can do that. Let's yeah. make that part of our mish. Let's make it our mish. That's going to be part of our mish. Within 2022, at some point, you and I are both going to work our channels yep. and see if Lizzie Hale will do this. And even if she says no, we'll have an email or something from her people that either says no or yes or her directly. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We totally going to do this. We totally going to do this. The thing is, this could be like a top 40 like rock dance hit and really make hailstorm more mainstream than they are right now. This could be like a turning point, you know, she could cross over. She could, yeah, crossover several it's, stations, and that song would make a Watch Mojo list on YouTube. Top ten remakes of pop songs going to hard yep. rock or metal or whatever. Now our name would get mentioned very little, but it would be here and there. There'd be a cocktail yep. tidbit of like Matt Littlefield, Chris Stout asked Leslie Hale to do this, and she did it. Who the hell are Matt Littlefield and Chris yep. Stout? Nobody cares. How does a podcast with only three listeners get Lizzie <laughs> Hale to? <laughs> Those are the only three people that knew Lizzie Hale did the song. <laughs> <laughs> we totally are going off on tangents. She's it's awesome. Like a- though. She's a powerhouse, though, huh? Guitar oh, yeah. and singing. Guitar and singing. Like she's her front guitar. She's the she's the one. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I listened to an old song by the Cranberries the other night. Um, I was like, oh, wow. Bird. This is really good. It was uh, the same album as Zombie, but it was uh, uh, Hold On was the name of the song. And there's a chorus that goes, you're going to have to hold on. You're going to have to hold on. You're going to have to hold on, hold on, hold on. And what's so cool about it is like that hold on, hold on, hold on part was like alternating vocals. I was listening to a stereo sound so you can hear it go. Hold on, hold on. I want, you know, it it was really cool, man. You know how stereo can work with shit. Yes. If you have it properly set up, it is really cool. It is. And you, you, you get to know a lot about the recording process, even for some of the old bands, some of the 70s bands that were innovative with that, like how they went channeled one side to the other. It's pretty cool. Wicked cool, man. It's or the producers or the engineers kind of came up with some of that stuff. Yeah. Although you reminded me of something I wanted to, I was thinking about you last week. I thought about you once last week. There's some song that, uh, there's a song where it's an 80s song. It, I'll come up with it one day. We built the, the city on rock and roll. No, but there's there's a song. It's just some broad like Taylor Dean or something song or whatever. It's down that road where it's about her. But then there's this guitar in the background and he's like starts hitting these feedbacks like in the background. And, you know, it was the guitarist is bored. He's like, it needs something. You know, it wasn't a producer engineer. It was this guy mm-hmm. playing on the track. Uh, and I'll, I'll come up with the song one day and I'll let you know what it was, because it's very interesting that the guy got away with it in the big background of the song. And it's mm-hmm. so subtle, but it made it work. It worked. You know, I oh, wish I could remember it. Well, so one thing that impressed me when I saw Ariana Grande in concert with my then, how old was Molly at the time? That would have been 2000. Let me see that Five years ago. Okay. Five years ago, almost of the day, I saw Ariana Grande uh, yeah. in concert. And you know, it's it's entertainment. It, it is entertaining. Uh, any of those shows would be entertaining, even if you're not into the music. She came out for an encore, just her, and she did have a backing band. Um, she comes out in a guy's gown, starts singing. Sometimes, uh, what is it? Something about you. 
makes me feel like a dangerous woman. So, oh, so she did a different version of that. She did. And then a guy natural. Came, yeah. I then a guy it. comes out from behind stage with an electric guitar. Pop songs now, they don't use a guitar solos. They instead have a guest rap star come in, do a little rapping part. Right. That's taking place at the guitar solo, but not in this, you know, recent Ariana Grande song. This guy played a freaking killer, killer guitar solo. I'm like, really? Damn. All right. Wow. Nice. It's like, it's like, finally, I, or I should say, it's just like, it's good to see that there's still some of that in the music that's coming out. Uh, these good. Days. Good for not her. Enough. Yeah, exactly. Not enough. For her to recognize that, and, and somebody probably didn't push her into it, too. But um, right. I, I know what the song is, Matt. It's Keep Me Hanging On. Just keep me hanging on. That, that was originally that a Supremes song from it back was. in the 60s. Yeah. But you yeah. know the one I'm talking about, right? That got Yeah, Kim. Was it Kim Wilder? Maybe. Was her name? Carnes or Wilder or something. No, it was but you're right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. And if you listen to the very end, the guy does it like twice, very subtly, just leaves echo feedback going like high feedback and it's very subtle and in the background but it kind of works and makes it like the guy knew because she just keeps repeating and the music just keeps repeating i think this guy just does this little little these little licks in the back and i'm like you know that works and every time i hear it i wait for that part and i'm like you know it was a guitarist mind to do that yeah. wasn't a producer or an engineer going you know we should have some feedback guitar in the end of this it was the guitarist that was like <laughs> it was bland it was boring you know yeah you gotta <laughs> add something to it her name was kim wilde and if i remember correctly she was also australian and did a remake a couple of years after this of the locomotion which was pretty bad actually yes she's probably that's probably was her only forte she probably couldn't write i'm right. guessing well i mean but i mean typically it's just like a lot of artists have uh, you know, songwriters. I mean, I'm sure Ariana Grande doesn't write many of her songs, if any, uh, but that she has something, a look, a talent or whatever else. So th with this young lady, Kim Wilde, young lady back in the 80s, they were like, oh, we'll just take this cute Australian girl. She needs to have like kind of a, a catch. So why don't we just have her do like uh, remakes of Motown songs? Right. Yeah, it worked for her. I mean, she's still getting radio play today. Even with that locomotion cover. I don't I don't hear that one very often, oh, you know, you know, where, what? Where you, I you know, you what? hear that one at weddings and stuff, right? Yeah, I stand corrected. Uh, there are two different. Kim Wilde was the uh, Kim Wilde was the keep me hanging on Kylie Minogue. I apologize. Kylie Minogue. Apolog two different ladies Minogue was the aussie i think they're both aussies now i'm gonna have were to they that up. Yeah. maybe yeah i don't know kim wilde and Min kylie minogue i do remember that that was all that stuff was blowing up that was at the taylor dane times like and uh kim carnes uh bonnie T tyler yeah bonnie tyler was one um who was the dark-haired girl and then there was then it turned into pat benatar Yep. She was different though. She was really straightforward rock. And then there was a, uh, oh, what was the other one? Oh, Jesus, it escapes me. All right, Kim Wilde, Lisa, 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 and Colt Jam. <laughs> oh, I like that shit. Lisa, Lisa. I saw her live when I was younger. 
Did you really? That's I saw her in a club. Yeah, Lisa Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Kim Wilde was English. Uh, she also did that song, Kids in America. We're the kids in America. Uh, we're the kids in America. Uh. Okay, so she's English, which essentially makes her Australian. Uh, so she's English and she's talking. We're the kids in America. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't. You goddamn Brits. <laughs> Leave it to us, the friggin' Brits. Yeah, that, well, that's kind of ballsy. If I went over and said, "We're the kids in the UK," oh, we're the kids. You know, people would probably hang me they and punch you out. Yeah, hang me in the. Down. London Bridge or some the mods would get you the mods and the all them guys the mods and the yeah 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 you know they drink a lot them British and they have shitty teeth yeah (laughs) I heard some advertisement the other day it was like the radio station made up this fake commercial it's like the Queen of England's fragrance and it's like it smells like rotten teeth and (laughs) it's like it was all these things people kept saying it smells like the Yorkshire Terriers and Rotten Teeth. <laughs> Yorkshire Terriers. <laughs> and the one guy says to the girl, she goes, oh, it's the new Queen's stuff. And the guy goes, you smell like my grandmother. And she goes, oh, thanks. And he goes, it wasn't a compliment. <laughs> and by the way, people, I love British people. I, we love the Brits. Uh, we love the Brits. We do. We do. We love the fucking Brits. Go over to Ireland and sit in a pub. Cause they don't get off work till like 10 at night and then they start and then they out drink everybody and go in a pub and say, do we, uh, what do we have to do to go see England? And you, they'll all yell at you. Fuck the Brits. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I, I just want everyone to know I love you. So if you're British and listening to my show or I Irish, love you or Italian, feel free to uh, pick on me and my Americanness. They won't even call Londonderry Londonderry, right? In, in Ireland on their section. Across they the, it. they call it Derry. 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 If you go, oh, you want to go over to London, Derry? They'll go, it's fucking Derry. Derry. They get upset. <laughs> yeah, Derry. Yeah. Yeah. So going back, so I listened to Journey and Phil Collins and Hannaford. Then I got back here and I'm like, what do I want to do? This is how I spent last night. This is, I uh, played GameCube. Uh, I have a, a GameCube. And I played a game called Super Strikers. It's like a soccer game with all the Mario characters. Nice. And I listened to, get this, 90s indie pop on my Spotify. That's what I listened wow. to. Really? Yeah. So a lot of That's like. different though, right? Yeah, a lot of Bush, a lot of Beck. Yeah. They threw in some, you know, early uh, Pearl Jam in there. Uh, yeah. Even the Spin Doctor showed up. And, uh, it was good. It actually brought me back. I liked the pop music of that time. It's when tr- indie and pop really, truly did mesh. And uh, I liked it. I liked it when they called it alternative, grunge and alternative. I was liking it. And somebody said, it'll be dead in two years. It's like, and it was. It I was. got into that music. I still listen to that stuff quite a bit or variations of it. Yeah, I do too. I liked it. That was a happy time. That was a better time for music than anything i would like to play those more than anything i never had a chance to sit and play with anybody those kind of yeah yeah exactly nobody wants to do them you know right right yeah there people would love that shit if i get up there and played little miss can't be wrong people would freaking dance to that or if not that song that other one two princes or something 
If the you two princes do, 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 for you now, go, go ahead, ahead now. now. Yeah, and, the, and then the weird guy that. just ended it for them with his hats and his weirdness. Right, right. But people would dance to that. Marry him, I marry me. I'm the one that loves you, baby. Can't you see? So I, I ain't got no future. All family trees. So. <laughs> I'm, the, 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 I'm surprised you know the lyrics. You must have sang that in some cover band. I think I had the friggin' tape and stuff. I was saying karaoke. I had it. I had the tape. I think when I was a kid, I had all these bands that i don't really listen to now that i don't desire to listen to but i had like that and toad the wet sprocket and like my brother would buy me these bands thinking i liked them and uh um yeah so i i listened to a lot of things like i listened to blues traveler over and over and over again i really liked that for you a while like, yeah. was- blues traveler i kind of got old that i don't know they, they they just started to bug me after a while but like toad the wet sprocket if that came on the radio now i wouldn't turn the dial I'd be like oh yeah i remember this all right okay yeah i can do this and i i was one of the few kind of cool musician punk guys that liked bush i did like bush i still like bush i still like listening to that music i didn't really like bush believe it or not that's weird huh well and i can understand a lot of people didn't like them for many different reasons but when you get into it slide guitar bass work uh vocals that Gavin I think Rosedale it was Ross. I think Gavin's voice rubbed me the wrong way. I that think the be. rest of it is all good, like yeah. Machine Head and stuff. I liked the groove. I liked it all, even mm-hmm. with him singing it. I guess it's okay, but I just it, it, something about his little, little, little. Like it was always real whiny, or it was like that. It's something about his voice. Maybe I just didn't. But just I liked Machine it. Head. Yeah, I used yeah. to DJ and I would play all those songs and everything. But uh, That's cool. so I didn't hate him. Uh, I know I why like, you don't like him. You don't like him because you thought Gwen Stefani was freaking so hot. That was, and that was you before wanted her Gwen. to be your girlfriend. And then they uh, got together. That was it that was before, right there. It was before Gwen. But oh, maybe it's because he's a Brit. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't. I just didn't. Get, I, I didn't shut them off, but I didn't seek them out. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I didn't hate them. I didn't like. All right, I hate them. I think if I hear that their biggest song on the radio, I would want to. I would probably switch stations. That real big one they had was it? Was that uh, one? The uh, very the huge one. The first one they had as a hit. I don't want to come back down from this cloud. Was it that? It's given me so much time to find out what I need. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Little, 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 oh, that, little, that little. And we didn't really care. That's a little things. Yeah, but that's not the one either. It was, uh, what was their, their huge, the big one? Oh, there must be something we could eat. Maybe oh, find another lover. Should I fly to Los Angeles? Find my <laughs> asshole, <laughs> brother. And then the slide comes in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yep. can't That was a, yeah, that's a, that's that song has a lot of energy right there, but yeah, yeah. Find my ass, old brother. I remember Mickey hearing Mouse, Blush Mickey, for the. He said Mickey Mouse is gonna have a cow. I don't yeah. know what he says. I he does. He Mickey says. Mouse is gonna have a cow. Those no, are... he doesn't. Does he really? Say yeah, he does. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> he either says Mickey Mouse is gonna have a cow or Mickey Mouse is gonna blow up a cow or something, but it, it Mickey involves Mouse Mickey Mouse and, and a cow. <laughs> I'm going to look that shit up after. What did you say? Over. Plush? Now I would play plush. 
No, plush uh, by Stone Temple Pilots. I remember yeah. the first time I heard that song was the first time I heard Stone Temple Pilots. And I really I know everyone's made the joke. Everyone made the joke back then. I really thought that song was Pearl Jam. I totally thought that song was that's their, their big bad rap was uh, that they came out and copied everybody else, which they didn't. They're totally they different. Did too. But, uh, did too. No, I like them. It's totally yeah. different. Oh, here we're preppy boys, San Diego band, and we're playing kind of, uh, we're kind of playing hair metal and that kind of thing. Um, they, oh they yeah. So then the there's this grunge time. stuff. They were in the same circles. They took off at the same time. How can you say they were copying? No, there's, you can find pictures out there of all the guys in Stowe Temple Pilots one month before in, uh, in mullets and uh, spandex pants. And yeah, just one month before, then they walked into the uh, offices of uh, RCA Records and they walked out looking like Pearl Jam and all the grunge bands from Seattle. And then they recorded that album uh, with that grungy sound. All those songs on the first Stone Temple's pilot albums were were really hair metal. If you have Poisons open up and say, ah, yeah. You know, it's kind of that kind of crappy sound. Do you know that? Yeah, I, I'm completely that. making. Do you know that actually he was a, a swing groovy? The singer had a different vision for every one of those songs in the way. So he got to sing them his way later on. They did it his way. And it was very swing and groovy Frank Sinatra. And that's the way he wrote them in his head. And he groovy. said, yeah, he did. He actually sounded them. They had a swing sound, more of them. Um, right, is so plush that one? What's the plus? Is that the one? And I feel yeah, I've done that song with the Jacksonville band a little bit before. It's an easy enough song to cover, yeah. It is, it's, it's pretty easy, yeah, exactly. Shirley Temple's Pussy. What about it? That was the name, that's the name of their band. And then when they th- went to the record company, record company, because you can't, you, no, we're not marketing you that way, you can't use that band name. That was really their name. That was yeah, really Shirley that's Temple, where, that's yep. what those initials stood for. Huh? Shirley Temple's pussy, and then they said, "How about Stone Temple Pilots?" And I See, I'm telling you, they sold out. They sold out their. Well, and they also band. stole. They stole the logo for STP Oil, and they got away with it. Did they really? Yeah, that that logo is STP Oil's logo, and I don't think they ever paid or anything. They ever got sued. I think they just used it. I don't believe they bought it. Well, that'd be a lot of money. I did. So that's kind of not a very nice thing to do well they said that was the catchiest thing they could do like a brand that was recognizable and then when kids wore that t-shirt with that brand on it they knew it was about them and not an oil company so so it was probably good for sdp really think about yeah man exactly you know you think about these things that come about because people stop using them or uh yeah any type of attention on these kind of obscure products popular products but obscure to the younguns out there it it has to help it has to help sales it has to help you wonder you know because you get a young kid maybe it makes you wonder he goes in a store to napa and he needs oil for his car and he's like holy crap stp he probably thinks relates it to oh my god his band is huge they've got their own oil and then he buys that because yeah stp probably didn't care they probably went this is going to be good for us we've made 13 dollars last year let's just let it ride exactly (laughs) yeah absolutely we're gonna let it ride man hey there's some controversy um at our old high school which i won't name but uh pep rally on friday and a school teacher in the high school decided during the national anthem while the national anthem was being played this young lady teacher in the high school took a knee 
Oh, you got to be kidding me. She took a knee. And um, so video has gone around around social media. Uh, you'll see it on the, the face thing. Uh, I'm oh. sure you have some of the same friends I do. And uh, it's it's it hasn't made the newspaper yet, but it, it kind of uh, is interesting people's uh, views on this. Uh, it's a bad move when you're working for uh, that kind of municipality. You and that's basically what it comes you cut your own throat, right? I believe. Possibly. Uh, there now it's interesting. You it, you can't teach a point of view. Uh, you know, obviously somebody's political views while they're teaching, especially a civics class, are going to come out from time to time. The good teachers will do their best to have students do some deep level critical thinking where they ha- take both sides into account informing an opinion most teenagers aren't liberal or, or conservative yet conservative they don't know what they are yet they yeah. don't know what they are and most of them uh, will admit to that as well so it's really the adults role to kind of really be as objective in their teaching as they can be and is you can't be perfectly objective because no matter what uh they're they're gonna know they're gonna know where your political leanings are typically um now when it gets to outside of the classroom but at an activity i don't believe there's a policy in any school handbook that says you have to do that however if you are making it known sometimes your public views and they go contrary to the school itself, then it can become a disciplinary action. I don't know if this qualifies. I, I don't know that it can be a disciplinary action, Matt, because of freedom of speech. Right. So you say, we, you have the meeting. She's going to end up facing some meeting. She's going to, whether it's in the school privately in the small group or, or it's across the school board. One way or the other, she's going to have to answer, why did you do this, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's not a good idea to do that in a game or whatever. Get a little reprimand. But overall, I don't think they can say, well, you're fired. And then she'll, she'll just say, she'll just lean right on the back of the whole, uh, well, it's freedom of speech. You know, that's what makes our country free and great. Yeah, she will be able to keep her job. I'm almost positive about that. Uh, with the mindset of many of the people that live in this school district, she did not make many friends by doing this. That's not an opinion. That's just a fact. And there are going to be, you know, she is going to feel the negative vibe coming her way because of her action. Yes. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't have done it. I don't know what her motivation was. Uh, right or wrong, there's ways to dis- display and express yourself and if you teach at a school and there's an event like that, is it necessary to go down that road and make it more difficult for yourself? Or why would, you know, why, why stir the pot exactly. when it's already, it's the, the climate is already rough. Do it with your friends, do it at things like-minded. When you do it in front of your whole school, you're going to split basically you 50, 50 and everybody, right? Yeah. In other words, um, don't lose half of your listeners, you can say what you want, do what you want. You put down too many on one side, you lose half your listeners. Like Howard Stern has always said, if you love me, you love me. If you hate me, you're still going to listen right? because I'm controversial, which is true. But he didn't put down 
his the people who didn't like him. He didn't say they're stupid. He never mm-hmm. went overboard. Even if he thinks that at home, if he did that, he'd have a lot less listeners just by default. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't say somebody's not intelligent for doing something or whatever, or they are smart for doing it. But my question with that, Matt, always is that why? What are you proving to these people? Like, why? Did you say to your students, you know, you got to look up to me? Are you trying to prove one way or the other? Why? The community, it's just like, I don't understand that. Like, you're making a point about why. You're in America. The flag and the anthem are very important to being American. You know, we're 241 years old or whatever, you know, within a year or so. We came here to be free and basically to love our country. And our flag. You don't have to love the government. There is a difference. If you you want to love the flag, you gotta love the flag. You don't yeah. have to trust or love governments, right? Because they're they do their own thing. But if you're kneeling in front of the flag, does that mean you dislike the flag? Does it mean you dislike the country? I think you're maybe does it mean you're does it mean you dislike does it mean you dislike the military? That's the point. What's she making as a point? What what is her specific point? The well, in that she should make clear before she does it. I would say. I mean, not that uh, that she should be required to, but it'd be helpful if we knew why uh, she was kneeling, and uh, maybe that'll be explained. I don't know. Part Some of me, the wording of the part of me doesn't really care. Um, you know, I don't make assumptions about respect and what this individual is disrespecting because you know i don't believe even with colin kaepernick his intent was to insult our service members when he uh, by doing that it's the, well, everybody members, jumps on that everybody everyone jumps, jumps on that, that. but it's See, like why does represents yeah, yeah freedom and the people but, who fought for our freedom people go deep right they go they deep. go they go a little bit too deep with it because that might be the meaning of the flag to you. The meaning of the flag to me could be com- uh, something completely, completely different. And that's why when I see someone kneeling, I really not affected by it at all. I'm more curious about why. And um, then I guess with discussions like this, it's just like protests. Well, you know, it's just like protests is meant to offend somebody. It's meant to get attention uh, to a, a specific issue. So to me, it's a actually the highest one of the highest forms of peaceful protest is doing that right there uh yeah i mean i guess in her case maybe but like also some people say some of the wording of the song well shouldn't you know i don't back that i don't believe that and times have changed like so you look at you go over the song you go into some of the words some people will say that as a defense well it's not we're not the land of the free and the home of the brave everything's changed you know you could go as deep as you want but also with that it's passe it's already been done so i don't get it like she could have had her own form you're gonna kneel at the flag like what are you doing man you know it's been done we've talked about it for a couple of years because this sports guy did it and now you just did it so i don't get the motivation behind look what i did in the tiny rural town of you know of maine you know in this little tiny county in this little school mm-hmm. what's the point like what do you i guess we'd have to hear from her get her on the show immediately matt well, maybe we could. I mean, it's it's always tricky when teachers talk about social issues uh, outside, whether it be inside of school or outside of school. You got to be careful that you're not affecting your role as a teacher. And you right. especially don't want to say anything about personnel administration within the school. 
those, I mean, at that point, you could lose your job. And I would argue in, in most of those cases, uh, you absolutely should. Right. Because um, they're just your influence. You're influencing kids, man. You're influencing exactly. young exactly. minds. Yeah. You're a leader in their community. You're a leader for them. You know, right. one of the biggest one of the biggest leaders in a community is a teacher. By contrast, if you if there was an overall far reaching uh, education belief that you, or uh, organization or some sort of action, like if I wanted free lunch for every school kid in the country, I could certainly, you know, work towards that, build up a social media background, a following, raise money for it even. Right. Uh, because that is, you know, yeah, not everyone would agree with free lunch for school, but it's not going to affect my image and how I educate. Kids. Well, it's a just cause issue. Um, so you've got a lot of kids are going without lunches to this day. We have schools. It's amazing. This county down here, we have. God, I don't even dare to say anymore how many schools, Matt, like one county. <laughs> so. uh all of Waldo has how many towns? This one county has 27 schools. Oh, sure. I believe something it. Like yeah. 27 high schools, I believe, or something. So, sure. but the point is, even down here with all the money and everything, the, the deficit on some of these schools is, could be $10,000 a year for food, mm -hmm. food cost, yeah. food cost. So, not only do you have the poor kids, they can't eat because the shit is not affordable for the, the budget. Right. right. So they got $12 million to go to so many schools for roofs. They have, we do a half penny, half penny vote, which we mm -hmm. all do. It always mm -hmm. came back to me because I did work for the schools. I was a construction guy who did one bids. So, but I say go full penny, like do whatever we have to do for construction. All these schools got to be rebuilt and everything, but believe it or not, every, almost every school, even high schools are food deficient mm -hmm. uh, in the budget. Yeah. It's that, uh, that, getting better. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's getting better in Maine. I mean, there is a push. In fact, it, I think it's uh, going to be a reality soon of universal uh, free lunch. And I do know at RSU3, when they went to free lunch for everybody, they actually ended up saving money each year. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. Of course, you know, part of it was due to the grant process. They did get a uh, some sort of federal grant to uh, implement it. So that, that helped. Yeah. I remember, uh, and that's an easy school to take care of because of the number of students. Um, there's not as big as some other schools, but I, I remember before they did that, Matt, there was a deficit, even with the new school after it was built. Um, yeah. There was a lunch deficit. There was a deficit in feeding the kids. And luckily, a lot of those kids were able to bring lunch or their families could afford it or whatever. But the school in the budget couldn't handle uh, what, what they needed to supply for food. That's fairly sad if you think about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, government surplus surplus food is a thing of the past because a lot of what we received was government surplus food. So that orange cheese, which was always so good, you know, peanut butter, uh, canned meats. That's why we had like that mystery gravy over reincarnated mashed potatoes all the time. Uh, so right. that's that's what Ezra used to call uh, reconstituted potato mashed potatoes, reincarnated potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I it's, still eat them. I, still I eat them. feel like it's pretty sad still some of the deficits. I, I know teachers, well, we, we do a lot of school work down here, and, and some of these teachers come in new, Matt, 
I mean, a few years ago, I mean, I don't know what they're making now. A lot of them, I could probably look it up, but uh, that fresh Florida, teacher, they don't get paid shit. A fresh teacher would come in out of college, all her years of college, fresh teacher would come maybe, maybe hope to make $35,000 yeah, a year. It's bad. Um, it's like 40,000 most everywhere else. Yeah. It's yeah. So, and then they're going out and spending $2,000 at Walmart when school opens up because they're yeah. buying supplies. Because the, yeah. te- the school has a budget for books, this and that, but they're not going to go get you. You need pencils. You need. Okay. So if you need. This is what uh, happens in Republican led states. Stout. I mean, that's. It happens in all the states. <laughs> not in Maine. It's been, it's been Maine. happening. It's been <laughs> happening across the country for years and years with schools. They're yeah, short. but it really happens. All, it really happens these, in Florida. It really. All it's these bad. teachers. Well, these teachers are going out and busting their ass and then they're. Right. getting their own rulers and pencils. And even in elementary, they're getting coloring books and coloring stuff and colored pencils because the school just says, yeah, now start teaching. What's your curriculum? What's your, you know what I mean? Yep. And they go in and there's like, there's nothing to teach these kids with. You got a book. You got, you give me a book. I need materials. Yeah. Like the book is fine. You know, they don't even have paper to write on half of the time. I know. Jeez. So, At least give them some freaking paper. Give them a textbook from 1942, a pencil and a piece of paper and a desk to sit at. And that's not. And read all and erase all the history right out of that book. Four pages. Exactly. Exactly. Who's George Washington? You don't need to know about him. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. It's just a guy. He's just some guy. He didn't do much on Christmas Eve. He didn't do much that one Christmas Eve. Was that Christmas Eve? The Potomac River thing? Christmas Eve. Really? He crossed. Yeah, they caught them all partying. They partied into the night. He could hear them across the river partying. He said, "We're going to attack at dawn." Cool. Yeah, because they're I, getting well, that. That's that's father of our country, right there. They were being getting man. hammered. Normally, you go, uh, "Let's have a ceasefire and let's have peace on Christmas." He went. He went. We're going to catch him. He literally caught him in their underoos. In the, yeah, in their long they're going to be. Yeah, they they're going to be drinking natty over. lights, doing six foot bongs, and eating Doritos. Oh. It was oh, the impossible my. battle. That wasn't supposed to be one at all. That wasn't even close to supposed to be like yeah. one. And, yeah. you know, think about it. And meanwhile, you could see blood in the footprints of the snow. Don't quote me on American that. I'm not, I'm, like a, I'm not a teacher. Don't quote me on that. I, I believe it was Christmas Eve. Everybody's going to be there yelling at the radios right now. They're <laughs> 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 yelling at the radio. Stout, it wasn't on Christmas. It wasn't Christmas Eve, you idiot. I believe it was, though. I believe he, his deal was they're going to party. And they're going to wake up thinking we won't attack. And he caught him in their tents hung over. Yeah, that's what I believe. Do it, man. With, yep. Yeah. And all his guys had frozen feet and shit and malnourished, yep. believe it or not. Yeah. That's the way you do it. You get your money for nothing and your chicks for free. Didn't they also have, didn't we have smallpox running rampant at Valley Forge? And he did inoculation by knife. He would scrape it off one soldier off the, the pus mm-hmm. and cut another, the other guy's arm and put it inoculate that way with a knife. He did this all personally. He, no, he that he said this works in Africa or something. And George Washington said this works for other cultures. Let's try it. He was losing soldiers like crazy. They were all sick yeah. and dying. Yeah. And he, I think, he got eighty percent or something back of his troops immediately wow. because of inoculation. Wow, that's crazy. I could be wrong about that too. I'm not a teacher. You have to look into that to the details. Aaron Burr, they're yelling Burr, at the videos. Burr. <laughs> doesn't know anything. Aaron Burr. Yeah, that's funny stuff right there. So we're gonna so we're gonna do our research on Valley Forge and crossing the Potomac. So we'll do that. 
That's our homework for the educational show. Whenever you want to have it, we'll do a how the country started. Matt and Chris version. We've been doing a pretty good job with research as we've been chitty chatting here. Yeah. Um, So that's good. But I feel like there's some holes that still need to be filled. Like I got to. Yes. I gotta, I gotta do some more research on stuff, and but now I can't. Did remember. George really stand up on the front of that boat the whole way across? I mean, come on, man! Damn right he did. Damn right. Damn right. With his foot all up and fucking, let's do that. They were exhausted, and George was like, "I got it in me. Let's go, boys." Yeah, he looks like he's kneeling. There's a flag in the picture. It looks like he's kneeling for the flag. So there you go. Isn't he? Is he in the boat right there? Yeah, man, he's in the boat. He's not kneeling. His one foot's up, and his other one's in the boat, right? Oh, one foot's up on the top of the boat. Okay. And the oh, other foot's yeah. in the boat. In the boat. Yeah. Looking like he's kind of kneeling, but not really. But did anybody really see what happened when they crossed? Come on. That's a beautiful picture, but let's that's face it. He was, he was probably in the back huddled in jackets and he's like breaking, they're breaking ice out front. And he's like, get, yeah. get me over there. You know, it'd be interesting to see how many years the Potomac actually does freeze in that spot. I bet it's extremely rare and probably hasn't happened in like a hundred years. They yeah. had like a really, really huge, uh, odd winter that year. I believe that's why uh, he had a chance because they never saw it coming. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Then probably the British had things like tea time and things like that. I, that's where I would, in, yeah, I'd invade during tea time. I mean, isn't tea, tea time like the sad that's sacred? Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. They have tea time three times a day or something. Do they? Well, yeah, like dinner, breakfast, dinner. They have tea three times a day. Yeah, I think, yeah, tea like time, tea time they eat like com- cucumber sandwiches and freaking water crust Trumpet. or and something. Crumpet. Yeah. yeah, crumpets. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sending a something here. Yeah. Uh, well, what else? We've talked quite a bit here, haven't we? Yes, we've covered some ground. We covered some ground. Yep, getting cold up here. And it's going to be, well, it's cold. We already talked about the weather. I don't want to talk about the weather. It's warm here. It's like 80 degrees. Breezy. Yeah, breezy. Yep, yep. good. I can I hear do. the track. I'm like 15 miles from the track and I can hear it. You can hear the race going on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she's upset in there because she can't get the race on because I'm supposed to pay for some streaming or something. So uh, I think that's what keeps. Oh, so you get to pay. That's what the sixteen forty nine was. I guess she has a sixteen. Yeah. They want sixty four ninety nine or something just for the thing. Whatever, but I guess that's why she's getting annoyed now because she's like, well, "Put put the dang old race on, man, dang old." You put the dang old race on. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I bet uh, there's a lot of white people at the Daytona five hundred today. More than you want to know. Yeah, yeah. More white people there than in any place in the United States. Uh, oh right. boy, I lost you. I, no, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know what I did to my phone. Oh, oh you're back. It, oh, it's because my phone, everything just dimmed because it's down to its last bars. Okay. Well, we can so end now. it because we've been going for about two hours. So that's cool. Oh, have we? Holy crap. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I might have enough. To, I might have enough for two shows here, even. I'll have to split oh, it up. Good. Yeah. I think this Zoom must, this, the meetings must use up my battery faster because I feel like this happens each time. Yeah. Well, if it's an older phone and. Uh, yeah, Zoom probably does suck up a little bit more than really on for two hours. Oh my gosh, we really were okay. All, All right, right, Matthew, if you want to call her good, buddy, we'll call her good. This has been the I Wicked Awesome Podcast. Uh, I thank Chris for joining, and this is Matt. Love you all until next time. Love you, everyone. All right, thanks, Matt. 
Bye. You get it.